Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Online Auction Radio Live. I am the host, Messy Mom, and today is March 26, 2015. Now, before we begin, I do want to apologize for the show earlier this month. Uh, well, not the show, but the issues that took place at the time of the show. Between the issues that were on my end from having changed the phone number and the issues with TalkShoe not letting me in and not being able to get to them uh, and them not being able to get to me, or to fix it, the show ended up being recorded on a different channel and then transferred to this channel. Now, it still isn't perfect, but, I mean, I've done it at least 10 times, and I'm really so uncom- unsavvy on the computer that it still isn't perfect, but it is up. The show with John is up on the channel, and you can check that out after the program tonight. Um, you'll hear my dogs going off halfway through it. It's like, you know, you're trying for dead quiet in the whole room, because the way I did it was recorded it onto a recorder, then recorded it onto the show and everything. And so my dogs decide halfway through, or the mailman decides to come, and it just goes berserk. And then the the quality, sound quality just wasn't quite what I w- would have expected it to be. So I'm still, gonna, I'm still working on it. I'm continuing to work on it until it is easy on the ears and has no dogs going berserk in the background halfway through. All right? I just... You know, wanted to. I, I just had to take some time out from working on it. It's trying and failing. Even you know, by the tenth and fifteenth try, it's just finally I had to put it aside. Okay, so we're going on with tonight's show. And as everybody knows, I do have a hard and fast rule on this program, and that rule is that we don't trash other sites. As my grandmother said, um, so so many years ago, no one has to look bad for us to look good. Uh, That is a direct quote from my grandmother. She's long gone. But the quote itself is as fresh as the day that she penned it. And with that said, I want to point out that there is a difference between trashing a site for sport and factually reporting the goings-on at at a specific site or in in this business specifically. And with that in mind, this show has been a long time in the making. Um, It's been a long time coming. Um, however you choose to phrase it. Tonight we are going to probably open what one would call a can of worms, but it's one that needs to be opened. Um, everybody wants to do it, but having the nerve to do it's a whole other story. And I have to tell you, I, I do have the nerve, and I know my guest does. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but we're going to see where this goes. Uh, I want to point out again that we are going to try very, very hard to make sure that where it's a fact, that it is called a fact, where it's an opinion, it is phrased as an opinion, rumors. Um, we've tried, uh, researcher and I have tried very hard to make sure that nothing that we have is, is uh, any kind of a rumor. It has been very, very, I mean, we've been working on this for months, actually. All right? My guest tonight 
did start uh, has well he started and has successfully led a grassroots movement against the bay. He has the fastest growing social media pages for any eBay uh, anti eBay group anti anti bay group. I'm trying not to use the e word there, and it continues to grow daily. He recently released an ebook that actually runs the same gamut as tonight's show. Uh, I want to please welcome to the show researcher 135. Uh, everybody say welcome. You there? Good evening, Metsy. How are you this evening? Doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. How's the weather? Thank you for having me as a guest. Go ahead. Where, how, where are you now? Where are you located in the country? Because I'm, I'm wondering how, with the with the weather being so wonky, what's your weather like where you are right now? Right now, it's beautiful, sunny, and warm. I'm in northeast Texas. We had our bout with snow a few weeks ago, but now everything's clear and it's nice and warm. I asked that question specifically because I know that as we were chatting before we went live, people were they were talking about your voice, and I wanted to make sure they understood. Uh, that you were not, you know, that your accent is authentic. It's it's, it's where you're from, um, researcher. Because researcher 135, which is the uh, the moniker that you use, it's so long. Do you mind if I call you Rich? You may call me Rich. That will be fine. Thank you very much. I want to thank you for being on the show tonight. It it really has been a long time coming, but here we finally are. You and I have been working towards this show, and what people don't realize is that we've been working for months towards the show. I have to admit that I'm still a little nervous at the thought of the subject matter, the rise and fall of an e-commerce giant. Now, I'm not nervous like one might think. Um, I know that the research has been done, the facts have been checked and rechecked, the source is confirmed and backed up, and all that other deep throat Watergate stuff that comes along with doing a show like this. But um, It's more, I think, that we're actually opening a can of worms on the air on a program that rep- represents a rival in this business. Um, that, I think that makes is what makes me just a little bit nervous. So I'm ready to right. go if you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad to hear it. All right. So we're going to get to it. Um, we all have stories about why we've left the Bay uh, behind and moved to other sites. The most popular, um, which uh, site that people are moving to, of course, is our site, onlineauction.com. My story is really simple. Um, I sold at the Bay for about two years. I left in February of 2008 for two major reasons. One was fees, and the other, which is the one I finally couldn't live with, uh, was because of an upcoming change at the time that was in their policies. The sellers would no longer be allowed to leave anything but positive feedback for buyers um, or feedback for buyers, meaning that the bad buyers or their competition would own the sellers. Even though the change would not take effect until May of 2008, I knew that that it was going to be trouble. Basically, Mm -hmm. I figured out ahead of time that my competitors would be able to purchase from me and leave me negative feedback, and I would be helpless to do anything about it. I tried to tell others, but many had to learn the hard way, and learn they did, that the Bay does not want small sellers. That move, in the end, um, the, the feedback move was really the beginning of the end of the bay for me. Um, when I start looking back at where they started, where they've come, where they were, where they've come, um, exorbitant, exorbitant fees and no control over my business or what I thought was my business. Absolutely. We all know, we all know better. It wasn't our businesses. Um, I moved to onlineauction.com where I pay 96 bucks a year for 
damn near unlimited listings. I actually have several stores, and combined, those stores do not add up yearly. I mean, we're talking for the whole year. Do not add up to what my one last month uh, that I paid for my uh, base fees over at, at the other site. Um, I get the entire year for several stores for less than my last month at the Bay. And, of course, everyone knows I love Olaf, so let's move away from me and let's begin your journey. Why did you leave the Bay? I left eBay because they began to slap 21-day holes on my PayPal funds uh, based on a, a couple of low DSR ratings that were totally unwarranted. Now, a DSR rating is a detailed seller rating, that a buyer leaves for a seller. It does not have to be truthful. It does not have to be accurate. It's the star system where a seller is graded by the buyer, uh, one to five stars, with one and two being poor or low. And uh, it can be used as a retaliatory device by a disgruntled buyer. Uh, and this is what's happening to thousands of sellers nationwide. The DSR system was put into place as a mechanism a weapon to whittle away at, uh, basically to get rid of the small sellers gradually. And a remark was made somewhere that I once saw quoted, we will let the buyers take the sellers out. So that is, in fact, the mechanism that was put into place to reduce the ranks of small sellers on eBay. And then why you ended up leaving. Now, you have um, started this grassroots movement um, that actually took hold and really gained some major traction. And part of the reason was is that you had an insider. Is that correct? That is correct. I started the first group, former eBay sellers, back in December of 2013. In January 2014, a gentleman who uh, prefers to remain anonymous both then and now contacted me, talked to me over the phone at lengthy periods of time, I took several legal pads, yellow legal pads full of notes. He provided me with a lot of inside information because he worked high up at eBay for a period of time a few years back. So he has the inside track on what's going on. He was able to confirm much of what I was uncovering, much of what the small sellers on the eBay discussion boards were reporting, much of what Ina Steiner had been covering in her articles over on e-commerce bots, and much of what her bloggers had been posting on her blogs. And you've used Ina Steinert as a lot of um, of your sourcing and fact-checking sources. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I don't think that you can find a better person to back up your sources. Uh, one of the things that, uh, guys, we're going to try and take questions as they come up in the um, – in the chat room because Rich is looking uh, at the chat room and as we as they come in I want to try to go through what we have here and we are going to have a Q&A uh, you know at the end um, so it's like let's let hold your questions if you can or remember them write them down or something so that we can get them uh, um, answered one of the things that was just asked was that or mentioned was that my husband read uh, Corn Country Treasures uh, from OnlineAuction.com. My husband read on one ad that the seller loses points if a buyer asks questions that affects the ratings. Is that true? Do you know if that's true, Rich, or is that a rumor? Or 
<clears throat> my experience has been that a buyer can pretty much leave whatever feedback they want to, whether it's justified or not. Ditto with the, the detailed seller ratings. They can leave whatever DSRs they want. It's virtually impossible for a seller to challenge successfully and get rectified incorrect DSRs or incorrect feedback. The uh, outsourced customer service reps, generally speaking, have no juice, as the term is used. They have no power to do anything. They're not authorized to remove an unfair, unwarranted low DSR. And so basically, a, a seller can be unfairly penalized uh, by the whim of a buyer. And not just by the buyer. And I do want to point in, in response to your question, Corn Country, in response to the, the question, which again is that uh, if, uh, if a buyer asks a seller a question, that they can lose points. That, 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 um, yes, that's correct. That's under the new defect rate. Uh, a, new, a new thing was, was put into place a, a few months ago to where if, if, uh, it can be an innocent question on the part of a buyer, but it will still result in a seller receiving a defect. That's correct. And that actually, and what you were just talking about with the whims, a lot of what we found out, or what a lot of what Rich has found out, um, which was amazing to me. I know it's like I always thought it was happening, but that, but it was like it was kind of that rumor thing. You know, you don't want to you actually say anything, but it's like, but you just you, you and down and deep inside, you know, and it that is correct. It's. Where it's the whim of a, the of whoever is operating the group, or the or the particular that particular you know the moderator or whatever, and we are going to get into that, and it it actually is so it is true. Um, the, uh, we we'll see as we get further in how it gets backed up, but meanwhile it yes, and it's that, and it's basically on the whim of how. The eBay employee is feeling that day. It's it's uh, it's it sucks. It, the things that Rich found out is amazing. Let's break some of this, Rich. Starting with like using actual topics. Okay, when we were going over, um, you know, buzzwords and things for that we were did, we kind of went in an order that you gave me, and I love the order, so I did not change it. Um, so this should correspond directly with your notes. Okay. Um, since I am not an expert in this, Rich is going to do a lot of the talking tonight. Um, I'm going to basically start him, you know, head him into directions, and I'm going to let him go. He is an expert on this. I'm not. Um, you, the, the first thing on here that we have down is is competition between sellers, they itself add defects and DSRs. Let's go. Let's start right there, and so we can mark these off. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Okay. Uh, defects and DSRs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we, well, just, we went over it. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Okay. The DSR system, known as detail, uh, Detailed Seller Ratings, that was instituted by Donahoe in 2008. Now, keep in mind, buyers and sellers had done just fine from eBay's inception in 1995, when it was originally created by Pierre Omidyar, all the way up until 2008 when Donahoe took over as CEO. So the DSRs were unnecessary. They didn't need to exist to begin with. Everybody was doing just fine without them. Everybody was doing just fine when sellers could still leave feedback for buyers, negative feedback when necessary. So both were eliminated at the same time. The ability of the uh, 
seller to leave negative feedback for a buyer was eliminated, and the DSR grading system was put into place to enable buyers to whittle away at the small seller. It gave the, it actually, and we will go over part of why that happened here, um, which, which again was very interesting to me. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and and bring that. Uh, yeah, let me find it on my my notes here. Um, but let's let's stay let's stay in our order. Okay, sanctions. Let's move on to sanctions. And before we do that, I want to say some what you said about Donahoe. One mm-hmm. of the that I you and I talked about, and I firmly believe that when Donahoe came in, I think Donahoe was brought in. He had been trained by Meg Whitman herself. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. They had worked together at Bain Capital. Yeah, he came from Bain Capital, which is asset strippers. So he comes from a background of asset stripping. Which we will get to here shortly. And I do think that while he did, you know, he has been a bad CEO, in my personal opinion, um, while he has been a, a, uh, a bad CEO and has, has basically uh, turned turned the bay into a direction that sellers no longer want to go down if they if they're um not the bigger sellers. I mean and I do mean big sellers. And right. I think we you know, forty to sixty K minimum is what we were we, we, we figured out was where that, that line is drawn. Somewhere in there is that line. But I think that, that one of the things Whitman did before she left, you know, and she was getting ready to of course make a run for her office and that one of the things that she did was she set him up kind of as a fall guy. I don't think that he was smart enough to come up with this stuff with the, that, <laughs> that immediately followed his taking over. I think that she kind of set him up basically putting her in a position of, look how awesome I ran this company. Look how crappy he runs this company. And I think he kind of got a bad rap on that now. Does that mean that I think that he couldn't have turned it around? Oh, absolutely not. He absolutely could have turned it around and got off of the Whitman wagon and done something good and done something right, but he didn't. He continued on, and what he continued on with, let's talk about sanctions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's several several different sanctions. For one, a couple of low DSRs will not only result in a, 21-day holes being slapped on your PayPal funds, on a seller's PayPal funds by eBay. Uh, Also, the number of items they can list per month will be restricted. And then ultimately, it doesn't take very many low DSRs or much bad feedback or even neutral feedback. Now, with the new defect rate that's in place, it doesn't take much to get a seller completely suspended, to get them completely. Neutral is counted as a negative. Isn't that correct? Yes, that's correct. That was a neutrals are now treated as negatives, and neutrals also uh, create a defect. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the feedback, now we're going to start tying these kind of all in together a little bit. Okay, the the competition um, between the sellers, uh, you know, the selling and you know, kind of like slicing each other's throats. They have the bay right in the middle of that as well, because they're also selling product um, that is. As as the bay itself, not as personal like John Donahoe's got an account, but as the bay itself. So it's taking they know what's already being what's the top selling thing or the what's trending. I guess is would would be the correct proper way to say it. And mm-hmm. then they and then they they put that up against their sellers. The only sellers that could compete with that, and this goes to the competition between the sellers, 
is the big box sellers. Okay, so now we take that, we add to that the defects and the DSRs, we add to that sanctions, we take the fact that feedback is no longer a two-way street. Now this is one of those things, and before we say anything more about feedback, I do want to point out, these things that we're talking about are not things that are happening at OnlineAuction.com. Um, this, this radio program, which does promote OnlineAuction.com, just so that there's no question in anybody's mind, um, we're going to tie a lot of these in together, and if I forget somewhere along the line, for everything that we go over tonight, there is a tie-in to what we do or what we do not do. Um, we do not have competition. Our sellers want each other, the other sellers to succeed. I have a woman who recently uh, called me uh, that wanted to sell. She's selling uh, skincare products. She's in direct competition with me. And yet, guess what? She is now an, uh, an onlineauction.com customer. I want her to succeed. If she succeeds, the more people succeed, the better online auction succeeds. The more onlineauction.com succeeds, the more we succeed. So we still are at that at, at the place where we want, and I don't see that ever changing, where our sellers are going to help other sellers. We're not out there cutting each other's throats, guys. Um, the defects in the DSRs, this is your business. You run it your way. You make your rules. Not, nobody's going to back them up. If, if, if you say you gotta, you're going to ship in or that you need to be paid in 10 days, um, you don't have somebody like the Bay coming back and saying, oh, well, 30 days is more like what we think you should do. And, of course, you all know that I'm going to stay out of that one because you know what my feelings are on that. I think the longer the better. But um, whatever your policies are, this it doesn't affect anything like a DSR because we don't have DSRs. This is a transaction at onlineauction.com that is between a buyer and a seller. The company itself is not part of this uh, transaction, and they shouldn't be. So the defects in the DSRs, we're not dealing with that. Sanctions. In order for at onlineauction.com for, for a sanction, and basically that kind of, you know, there's we do have a couple of different things. You know, you can be removed from the from the chat room, the community chat room, um, if you are not well behaved. But that doesn't preclude you from being a buyer. That's kind of like a perk, but it is not a right. It's, it's one of those things that, that you earn or that can, you know that is not part of the service that you that you pay for every year. Um, so that, that's the first thing that would be happening. And then sanctions. Um, if you are a bad seller or a bad buyer, you will be removed. Um, that, but you have to earn that. I mean, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. That's not on your competition doing it to you. That's on you doing it. Okay. So I want to go with that. Well, we're on to feedback here, which is where we are now, Rich. Um, mm -hmm. that, when they, that is where it affected me, 2008, back in February 2008. It took effect uh, May 1st, 2008. And I left, I counted back the time that you would be able to leave, you know, that somebody could buy from you and then leave the feedback. Now, at onlineauction.com, feedback goes both ways. It doesn't go both ways at the Bay, does it? Right, exactly. Even if somebody proves it wrong, let's say that it's proven wrong, 
Does it get changed? No. And very, very rarely. And excruciatingly difficult to, to even attempt to do so. Long, hold, long waiting times on the service reps. Uh, you're dealing with people who speak English as a second language, dealing with people who have no power to change anything. And so most, most sellers just give up in frustration. In other words, it's a futile attempt to, to ever get anything done, to ever get anything changed. And, of course, obviously that's absent from uh, online auctions. That, that micromanaging that takes place over at eBay does not take place on ALA, OLA. Well, there's one of the reasons for that is is um, Chris Chris Fain, of course, our CEO at OnlineAuction.com. One of the things that he explains in each and is explained each time that he is on the show, and I always take the opportunity when um, discussing other sites to to pull out um, this this the the ticket and play the the partner in the sale ticket. OnlineAuction.com is not a partner in the sale. They do not receive a fee from these. When um, uh, when you put the item up, they do not receive a fee when you sell the item. So they are completely removed from your business other than providing the forum itself. And basically what they've done, and, and Richard, disagree with me if you think that this doesn't sound right, but basically onlineauction.com is a great big mall, and within that mall are the stores. And nobody tells the mall how to run the store. To run their the the mall, and nobody and the mall does not tell the stores how to run their stores. I mean, I mean, can you imagine mall uh, the mall administration coming into the Levi Strauss company that that is, you know, that that's running a space, and saying you can't do this? That's ludicrous. And we mm-hmm, so. And we feel that way so strongly that you did you know that at onlineauction.com you not only uh, do you are you able to leave positive, or negative, or neutral feedback, but if should the sale change, let's say that somebody left you negative, um, should should the sale be repaired or whatever it is, or it been unfair, it can be your your feedback can be changed on, from your perspective as a seller, from your perspective as a buyer. Both ways. It goes both ways. So if you think your competition is going to come in there and and uh, let you have it, it's like it's going to be fixed. It's, it's nothing. Feedback, that was one of the, the things that drew me to OnlineAuction.com was feedback because that was, that was the main reason I left. Mm-hmm. So I just know that at eBay that I know that trying to get a, a feedback change, even when you're in the right, you, it just doesn't happen. Um as a matter of fact, now, not only, I mean, they, 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 there's buyers who hold sellers hostage with that feedback. Absolutely. That. It, it's called feedback extortion. Absolutely, that takes place. Something else that very, very rarely occurs is the ability of a seller to be reinstated. Once they've been suspended from eBay, they're pretty much permanently gone. It's it's almost impossible to get reinstated. You know, even if you were in the right and you can prove it, you know, standard eBay policy is the buyer is always right and the seller is always wrong. Absolutely. And they've done that because they want to clear out the small seller. Exactly. Who can least afford it. By freezing, and this is one of the things you and I went over, and if like, and we, this is not written in my show notes because I could not figure out how to write this down. All right? So, Rich, um, you're going to stay right here with me on this. Okay. 
Okay. They freeze your account, your PayPal money, for 21 days. That's mm-hmm. whether you did something wrong or not, because they, that's what they're going towards now, is actually holding on to it, which where they actually are making, again, I mean, what is that, double, triple, quadruple dipping? Um, I mean, it's not enough that they're getting the, all the fees, but let's let's add another one, because now we're going to collect interest on your PayPal money, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything. But... Okay, so they freeze your amount, and that's frozen before you can send the item. And in order to get it unfrozen, now what were you saying that they have that the, the buyer well, has? The, the, there's a couple of different things. One of which does not always work. In theory, if the seller uploads tracking information showing that they shipped the item, in theory the hold gets released in three or four days. But that is not always the case, especially if there have been one or two low DSRs or a neutral feedback anywhere near that time period. Uh, sometimes it is necessary to make numerous phone calls to try to get the holes released. Sometimes uh, a seller will end up dealing with PayPal directly to get the holes released. And sometimes it'll be in the 19th or 20th day before a seller successfully gets the holes released from PayPal. Even after the buyer has left positive feedback, has received the item, has signed off on the item, leaving glowing feedback indicating how happy they are with the item, and still the hold will remain there, and, and the seller has to engage in calls uh, to try to get the holds released. It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insulting to sellers who've sold on there for years and then have this happen to them. Dizzy, um, just out of curiosity, um, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. And they say that's the sign of a good, of a, a good interview. A uh, good host is that you never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. And we all don't quit. Everybody quit laughing in the chat room because they all know that I ask a lot of questions I don't know the answer to. But on the, um, do they at least let you have the money to ship the item when they put that hold on your PayPal account? Not necessarily and not always. Uh, and I would say in most cases probably not. So you don't have the money to ship the item. You just sold your item. You just sold it. You've got a buyer who has paid for it, and they're holding your money while they're making interest on it, and you do not even get the money so that you can ship the item so that you can get the whole taken off of the funds anyway. What happens if you can't afford to ship the item? Because the small seller, chances are pretty good, is either a hobby seller or a new seller or a small seller who's just trying to make a couple extra bucks every month. What happens to the seller if they don't have the money to send the item? I guess the item doesn't get sent, and then there'll be a DSR hit from that, and there'll be a feedback hit from that, and then that seller would most likely be suspended. They'd be on the fast track to suspension almost immediately. And that you is- know, the window has been tightened where nearly anything has to be shipped within two or three days, and to get uh, any sort of uh, relief from the PayPal holes or, or any sort of discount for the larger sellers who try to get the top-rated seller status to, to get uh, an inkling of a discount, you know, you've got to upload that tracking like lickety split. You know, the, the you have to be able to establish that you've shipped that item very, very quickly for anything to start to happen positively. Now, keep in mind, the buyer still has now 180 days to change their mind, demand refund, claim that the item was shipped not as described, they can demand a uh, refund from you, which is automatically issued by eBay, and it will be yanked right out of your PayPal account. And if there's no money in the PayPal account, it will be linked right out of the bank account that is linked to the PayPal. 
even if it causes a check for that small seller to mount, which has happened in many horror stories that I've read over on the eBay discussion boards, in my group, on the Honest Hunter blogs. In other words, it can have a ripple effect if they go yank the money out of your bank account when you weren't prepared for it and weren't expecting it. Simply because they changed their mind, you know. And your mortgage is gone because you did everything right, and the bay had a rule that, well, just put the seller in, or the buyer in control. Um, one of the things I want to point out is that there are actually videos on YouTube where uh, it teaches buyers how to not only get the item and keep the item, but get their money back too. Um, the, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what is going on over there. And I love what uh, Vinny, Vinny the Picker just said in the uh, chat room, and I think what he said is just true. Ola, which onlineauction.com, is your lifeboat. Um, with absolutely. All of you can take any kind of payment you want. Um, you know, you insure your items. It's just, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And that's what's going on in the chat room right now. For those who will be listening in archive um, or on uh, iTunes later when the show is in, in uh, archive, um, is that, you know, there's people that are in the room right now that were selling on online auction and they were, they just, they weren't doing as well as they thought that they should and or thought that they could be doing. And the, the room right now, the chat room is explaining to these, these uh, new sellers that they need to come back and try with the, you know, to do, start with the, the community rooms, the chat rooms at onlineauction.com, where there are, for every possible question you could have, there is either a video or a written um, explanation on how to take care of it. There's a slideshow, there's something there that is absolutely uh, going to help you to do it. You need to find out ahead of time before you make that first listing. You need to know what proper uh, search engine optimization is. You need to realize that you can take and do that. This is now your business. You have control, total control of your business. But that doesn't mean that you that it's, it's about flapping up a, a listing because it's not. We talked about that with John Lawson. This is you really. Slapping up a listing is not what success is for, for e-commerce anymore. There are more things to do. E, um, the Bay has dumped its, its sellers down. It's also, by the way, while it's made their buyers so much smarter, it has really dumbed their sellers down. And I say that, and, you know, if they want to come, come challenge me on that, I, you know, bring it on. But they have dumbed down the sellers. So when sellers come from, from there or from any other site, you have to remember that there's always, A, going to be a learning curve. B, you are now in total control of your business. You are going to get out of it what you put into it. If you missed a listing and you have not done your homework to find out, and we're talking about a small four-paragraph um, uh, article on search engine optimization in the chat room. Okay, if you start out with bad SEO, you have nobody to blame but yourself on why you're not getting into the search engine. You have to, you know, you, there is a 
definitely a learning curve. And that is not just from the Bay to OnlineAuction.com. That is from any site to any site to any site. That is all the way across the board. I don't care where you go or where you come from. Um, so when you come to OnlineAuction.com, and I'm going to use us, of course, this is, where we, this is what we're promoting here. Uh, when you come to us, head over to the community chat room. It's right there on, you know, when, you're, when you go into OnlineAuction.com. Up at the top it says community. Go there and see what people are saying. Find out before, um, you know, what you need to know ahead of time. Don't be one of these people who think that, well, you know, the, it'll work out. I'll just put the listings up. It'll work out. It doesn't. You really need to do and learn what your business is, the same as if you were owning a brick-and-mortar store. You need to learn the business. And at the Bay, they took that away from you and made you – I mean, they peed on your leg and told you it was raining, and everybody bought it. And they bought. And it you know, it. something else I want to reiterate that you alluded to earlier, Betsy, that is that a seller on uh, OLA, on online auction, can still accept personal checks or money orders or credit cards. Absolutely. Yeah, whereas eBay uh, tried to force all of the sellers to only accept PayPal, and they discouraged uh, accepting uh, money orders or checks, you know, by, uh, sellers are not even allowed to uh, mention that they will accept a money order or a personal check so over it, at eBay. So you're I know that we're not allowed to at all. And the, here's right. the things, too, and this goes back to the question we had earlier, out of the mm -hmm. chat room, and here is actually something that, that ties in with that. I also know that one of the things, if you, you cannot have the transaction go between a buyer and a seller at, at, at the bay directly. It has to go through the bay. Um, if there is, um, whereas at onlineauction.com, um, a lot of my sales, I'm, I'm going to come right straight up and say it. A lot of my sales, it um, it looks like on my, uh, like where, where I sell myself, it looks like I haven't done any business in, in months and months and months, and it, which is not true. I have the freedom to actually, my for my sellers or for my buyers to contact me uh, via social media, via email, via O-mail, you can contact me any possible way, and I don't even have to go through online auction because the sale is not between online auction and dot com and the seller or the buyer. It, the, the transaction is from the buyer and the seller, and only the buyer and the seller are responsible for that that sale. So you could exactly. take, mm -hmm. you could take um, any kind of payment you want, and if you were to take and ask a question over at the Bay and suggest that you go offline with the transaction, that would be sanctioned, and you would Absolutely, it would. Absolutely, it would. Absolutely. So, Rich, one of the things that I do have, okay, we're going to talk about, uh, okay, um, no juice. Can you explain um, juice, please? Well, it means that those uh, low-level customer service reps in the Philippines or wherever they're being outsourced to, have no authority or power to change anything or do anything. And so they just simply put you on hold, transfer you from one person to another. Uh, very frequently do not understand the nature of the problem that you're trying to explain to them. They are reading from a script very often. They uh, basically will maybe you over to a supervisor. Nothing gets done at that stage either. So it's an exercise in futility attempting to deal with the eBay customer service reps. And for me, when, I, when uh, juice is not unfamiliar to me, and juice is usually it means somebody that has the power to that has the power to do something to accomplish something. Usually, in like in the casinos, the word juice applies to 
somebody when 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 somebody goes in they and they get promoted quickly or um they're getting there's favoritism um it's called having juice so somebody's got juice they got promoted above everybody else they just came in and they just got promoted really quick they must know somebody or somebody who can't deal this happens this happens i don't know if it does anymore because i've been out for so long but we used to see a lot of, of uh dealers you know they're stacked out here out to here uh, female dealers that are stacked. they got these tiny little waistlines, and they're stacked out to here. I was one of those once. Yes, I was. But it's, but, it's but funny pretty, you use that example there, you know, of the, the juice, the casino example you gave, somebody moving up the ranks. If you'll take a look at, at what's been happening on eBay the past few years, blatant favoritism toward the Chinese sellers and the big box retailers, you know, such as Levi's, Toys R Us, Sears. Basically, Donahoe wanted to transform the site away from small sellers, away from the mom and pops, away from the little guy, and over to the big box feet. And that's what's been going on. So so the feedback often will be scrubbed. That's a term used. And there have been screenshots taken of this. Those have appeared on the eBay discussion boards. Of course, they get taken down by the moderators once they're detected. That has been discussed on Ina Steiner's blogs. It has been discussed on my two Facebook groups, the two former eBay seller stuff, and that is the blatant favoritism that's shown toward the big box retailers, how their feedbacks will get scrubbed. Negatives and neutrals will just disappear overnight. Absolutely. And one of the things that, again, we go back to versus onlineauction.com. Um, there's no, we're all on equal footing. Every single one of us pays eight bucks a month. Whether we pay it monthly or yearly, we pay eight bucks a month. And the, right. the, you know, the thing is, is there is no power seller. We're all power sellers. We're business owners. Get rid of the word seller out of your mind when you come to onlineauction.com. You are no longer a seller. You are a business owner. Well, Online Auction has created a level playing field. A level, and they, and they continue to work to make sure that it stays a level playing field which is not what happened. And that brings me to what we have next on the list here. And, Rich, and I think that we're doing a very good job of this, and what it says is it says, Rich, what's wrong with eBay? What is wrong with the Bay? And I, what I put in my note was I think they simply, it comes down to black and white, plain and simple, they want the small sellers gone. And it's, But it, the actual question is directly to you. So what is wrong with the Bay? Everything we've described and more. Basically, a, a, a corporate level of uh, greed and corruption fueled by the Bain Capital asset stripping mentality that Donahoe brought to the site. The DSRs hanging like a sword of Damocles above the heads of the small sellers who live in constant fear of being sanctioned, who live in constant fear of some disgruntled buyer who maybe just woke up on the wrong side of the bed leaving a low DSR, which will directly impact that seller's ability to function, has immediate consequences. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to let you leave you hanging there. Um, I, absolutely. I think that it just comes down to this. It's, it's, the, the mentality has changed so much. At one time, eBay was an amazing place, and I'm not going to lie. It was. It was truly you know, t truly a great place. And one of the things 
that you may may or may not know um, is that Chris Fain, who of course is the CEO of OnlineAuction.com, he was one of the original power sellers uh, at eBay, and he knew that there was a better way, you know. And he has taken over the years. Of course, now he's considered a visionary. At all, but at the time that he was like saying, "There's a better way to do this," he saw what was coming down the road at the bay. He saw it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can create something better than this. But I need help. I need my sellers to help me. I need my buyers to help me. I need these. I need the help to do it. But it could be done. And so he set out, of course, with OnlineAuction.com because he just saw the writing on the wall. I don't know how many people have read the the book "Who Moved My Cheese." Has anybody in the chat room read that? Have you read that, Rich? I have not read that yet. That's a book I recommend everybody get. And I think Who Moved My Cheese, I mean, it's it's an inexpensive book. I mean, it's really an inexpensive book. Um, Make sure you get the one for adults because they now have Who Moved My Cheese for Kids and, you know, and everything. Make sure you get the, the, it's just a little paperback. I mean, it's like 28 pages or something. It's not that big a deal. But Who Moved My Cheese? Um, and it's it's all about the writing on the wall, and he saw it. Um, he was able to see what was going to come down. Not, um, I think, you know, topic for topic for topic, but he saw that there was going to be a greed, a grab for a, gra- a greedy grab at the end, and that's what, of course, we are. And you and I talked about, and we'll talk about here shortly, the the parachutes and everything with the Bane people. Um, Absolutely. The, so, but. Chris being an original power seller, um, do you know that Chris was the first to come up with the block buyer? Oh, really? That's Are you fantastic. Aware of that? that is one of his, that, and they copied that. And he's been copied over and over on several of the things. Like I said, he, he's taken a lot of crap for it down the line, but now he's considered a visionary and, it's a, and everything. So people are starting to see that what he was saying all along and then to watch it actually happen and to to be part of what happened and everything. And it's one of the reasons I always say, you know, you stick with the stick with onlineauction.com. Sure, it's going to be a little tough in the beginning. You you know, you're, you're, the traffic isn't like at eBay, but it's not going to be over there like that forever either because guess what? It's going down. Um, sellers- obviously, absolutely. And uh, obviously, online auctions is picking up incredible steam as the thousands upon thousands of small sellers who are being kicked off of eBay, they have to go somewhere else. And they're coming to OLA with their items, with their experience. They've had years of experience, some of them. You know, I was on eBay for 14 years before I came to OLA, and I brought with me all my experience of selling online. So you're going to get experienced sellers over on OLA. Absolutely. And then that's one of the things. And we really want that. Um, we want the people that have that experience to come over. We want that small seller. And one of the things I just – and we were talking about this in, on one of your groups, um, on uh, one of your social media groups. One of the things that we were just uh, – actually, I was arguing with somebody. Oh, yeah, like that's a surprise to anybody in the chat room right now. But I was arguing with somebody who said that, that uh, the uh, group that that we were in at the moment – was a bitching and whining group, and of course, you know. Oh yes, nobody, I was. Yeah, I remember that yesterday. I sure do. Nobody bitches and whines better than I do. I mean, let's call it what it is. I am straight up. I'm a bitch, but I'm a good-hearted bitch. But <laughs> the thing is, it comes down to is this that is not what it is. It's we're looking for the the 
the sellers who are being displaced, number one, we want them. We, we do, you know, we would never think of kicking out somebody because they weren't making as much as uh, the guy from China that's, you know, selling the, the fake um, uh, Faded Glory shirts or the, or the, the Dr. Scholl's or the uh, whatever it is that, that they have over there, the tennis, Nike, let's just say whatever, um, or the Targets or the JCPenney's or whoever is on, where eBay has headed. Um, uh, it's also where, you know, uh, other sites are heading. They're trying to follow that same platform and everything. And, of course, we're, we're moving as far away from that as we can, but we want those sellers. We want to educate the smaller sellers to, better, to help them better their business. We want the bigger sellers to bring their experience with them uh, to, to help us build the best site possible. And that was what, by the way, sold me originally on OnlineAuction.com was something that Chris had written on the front page. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, I should go back and check because, you know, we've been going through a lot of changes at OnlineAuction.com. But one of the things that it said, it was a whole thing, and he was introducing him, himself and OnlineAuction.com at the time to, you know, the people that were looking for a new, new home. And one of the things that it said, and it was the thing, it was like an arrow to my heart, you know, and it was, help me build best e-commerce site in the world. Help me build the best auction site in the world. And that's another fact that as the farther, as the smaller sellers get up, you know, tossed off of the bay and the big sellers are leaving the bay, you know, have you noticed what's happening to their auctions over there? Absolutely. Absolutely. They aren't doing it anymore. And have you noticed lately what's been happening at ours? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting mm-hmm. some big bucks on some of these auctions. And right now in the chat room, Vinny, I'm going to put you on the phone. Dude, I promised you I wouldn't, but I am going to put you on the phone, okay? Are you still on there? And tell me it's okay. Tell me it's okay, Vinny. Tell me it's all right to put you on. Hello, Vinny. Yes, there we go. Okay. All right. Right now, what we have is Vinny the Picker. And Vinny, hey, Vinny. Good evening. How are you and Anna? Doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. Hey, turns out I got sleep apnea and insomnia. Is it any wonder I forget things anymore? Listen, <laughs> the reason I brought you on here. Okay. Now, and this is perfect, a perfect area for you. All right. When you guys, I think you did it better than anybody else. Okay. You and Anna did it. Let's play tag sales. That's the name of their store at onlineauction.com. Okay, you guys left eBay. Why did you guys leave eBay? Well, eBay, again, we had like three or four sites, I I guess over 15,000 feedback together, and it just became a nuisance. They were attacking us. You couldn't do anything. Like, no matter what a customer did or said, you had no rights. Um, I don't like selling name brands, and they they would fight whether it's real or not. And it was 100% authentic. And all it took was one person to say that it was fake, whether it was a pocketbook or, let's say, a watch or whatever it was. And that's it. They took the customer's word for it, and they told them, let's say, destroy the Louis handbag. Do not send it back to them. Um, keep the money. We lost the handbag and the money. And it, that, that was like the beginning of the end. And by the way, nothing that has ever come out of your guys' stores 
um, online um, or your store itself. And I will personally vouch for this. I know that uh, Valerie will as well. There has been nothing come out of here that was not real uh, oh. ever that I have ever known. But the reason I brought you on, now let me, let me bring exactly why I brought you on, is auctions themselves. Your business, your store at OnlineAuction.com, Let's Play Tag Sales, is primarily auctions. Is that correct? Yeah, Anna, it's, look, I can't take credit. Uh, credit is due is 100% Anna, all right? She lists it. Maybe I'm in the picking, but she picks it. You know, she's the number one picker when it comes to the things she lists. I'm more into the junk and the rusty gold. She likes the shiny gold. But uh, but you I, sell she, everything she, at auction on an auction-based platform. You don't actually use the the buy it now feature. Is that correct? No, she's, she's a risk taker. And uh, she has faith in her items. I mean, she starts gold, 14-karat gold with diamonds at $9.99. Right. Sterling silver, all, you know, uh, uh, antique jewelry and whatever it is. It's all always $9.99. I just won my first piece of Tiffany & Company from you guys. I, I, I heard. Congratulations. I am so excited. Yes, congratulations, Matsy. <laughs> excited. Everything. But what they did, what they did was they took and saw the writing on the wall that auctions were going down over there, and they came over. Now, you want proof that you can still be successful at OnlineAuction.com? You think it can't be done? Everybody's told you, oh, it's, you cannot do the same thing that you were doing over at eBay. I beg to differ. I say go look at Let's Play Tag Sales at OnlineAuction.com. Uh, look at what is the, uh, Gus Firefly. Uh, OnlineAuction.com. Look at those two sites, and those are the first ones that are coming to my mind. But the look at these, look at these two. But specifically, I really want to pick out on Let's Play Tag Sales because it's auctions. They're using the auctions, and they're, they brought their people with them. They brought their their buyers with them. They brought new buyers into the site. They did everything exactly right. Well, right now, while she's listening to your program, she's listing about 50 items. She's going to stop listing just to say hello. All right, hold on. Hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> I finally want a Tiffany & Company piece. I I'm actually looking at about 40 pieces I'm about to list because I said I have to fill, you know, fill the uh, store up right now. And um, I'm, like, just so happy that you guys are talking about this because – Every day that I list and that I'm on the site, I thank God because I'm like the obvious other place to me is still always just a nightmare. It just always still baffles me like what happened? Like like what in God's name happened? Like I don't understand. I had so much feedback and you know, it just baffles me, but I really don't care because when I found this site, Ola I was so happy because I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to start every auction at 9.99. I don't care what it is, and I'm just going to take a chance because, you know what? If it's good and it is what it is, I'll get people to come buy it and be happy. Absolutely. Like you know, there and I they feel. Are. Sorry, I didn't. I was going to say, and they are happy, but you yeah. have managed to prove. What everybody keeps telling these people that are getting ready, that are wanting to leave the bay, you have proven that it is you can leave the bay with auctions 
and be successful at another site, specifically right. onlineauction.com, because nobody else is doing auctions. So right, and no feedback. You don't need feedback. I didn't, I didn't carry my feedback with me. I said to myself, you know what? Believe me, if I wanted to, I could afford to get that feedback, but I don't even care because I don't even, that's the past, that place. And to me, it's like I just wanted to, you know, wipe the, the slate clean from that. And, and that's why I feel, I feel really good about my feedback here, and I feel really good about the family I've built here. And, and I, love, I love just doing this. I love just listening and, and doing it. And, and 9.99 to me because I know that the more people – I actually have two new customers that came out of, you know, I don't know, wherever they came out of it. And I'm, and I'm happy because um, every time I see a new customer, I know I'm getting somewhere. Absolutely. That's fantastic, Anna. Yeah, she absolutely is. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you and Vinny off back to listening. But I just wanted to bring you in because you guys have proven that it can be done, and that's what we were talking about. Was auctions absolutely can be done? Starting your auction at a price gets people excited about it, and I think that's part of what started being missing over at the Bay was people started their auctions so high, or they were starting. You know, it's like they were making such um, caveats to it um, and everything, whereas you use a simple old old school, started it less than 10 bucks. Everybody's got 10 bucks. Started it bucks and take what you get, and it has turned into what is a little gold mine. And I know so many of Anna's little um, stories and everything, and uh, if you go back onto some of our shows, you can hear some of those wonderful stories she's told where she somebody got a really smoking deal and turned around and turned it into a gold mine and everything. So be sure to check, you know, check over there at Let's Play Tag Sales. But if you want to see that it's being done and being done well, go over and look. And you yourself, you as a somebody right now that's out there listening, considering coming from the Bay um, or, you know, that's being driven off of there or is just looking to get out before the, the fees kill you, Go over and look at Let's Play Tag Sales at OnlineAuction.com. They're doing, they did it, they did what you're doing, they're doing it every single day. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Vinny. I'm going to put you guys back on mute and we'll go on with the show because we are, we're moving up to that hour line. So thank you. It was always, always good talking to you guys. Nice talking to you too. Have a great night. Now stay on there because we're still going. Oh, okay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I know you Hang on. All right. So, so the thing is, is you can see that it still can be done. Now, let's talk about, Rich, let's, we're, it's back to me and you. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about how skewed the customer service is towards that buyer. Like I completely, said earlier. Completely, completely skewed toward the buyer. That's, that's the uh, thing that's been put into place over at eBay that's so absolutely detrimental to the small sellers. Because even if they're in the right, uh, it doesn't do any good because everything's tilted toward the buyer. They have enabled the creation of, of a scam buyer. Like you, you alluded earlier to the uh, YouTube videos that teach buyers how to get away with it. There's a whole generation of buyers that basically are attempting to scam sellers now, and eBay enables that type of behavior. And not only do they enable it, they know it's happening. They mm-hmm. know it's happening, and they continue to let it happen. Um, and it happens to the small sellers. Yeah. Now, 
you were you were talking earlier and you used a word and I want to, I want to go over some of the things that you some of the words that you've used. Um, sure. Throttling. What is throttling, and how does it Th- impact? Throttling. Oh. Yes. Throttling is is when eBay deliberately limits the sales of a small seller. Okay, you have a, a visible sales limit. In other words, let's say a small seller is allowed to list and sell 100 items per month. Let's just take that number out of the hat because that's a very common sales limit there. Well, there's also a hidden sales limit, visibility. Your items are not given visibility in many cases, or if they are, it's also known as rolling blackouts. Your items will only be visible in certain regions of the country. This results in what is known as geographical clustering. All of a sudden, after three or four days of no sales whatsoever, a small seller will suddenly sell several items, say all of them will go to Oregon or to Washington. And this is reported all over the country. Small sellers have been experiencing this for quite some time. They've talked about it on the eBay discussion boards. They've talked about it over on Honest Finders, e-commerce sites, blogs. They've talked about it on my two former eBay sellers, Facebook groups. It's a common experience, and, and it's geographical clustering where your items are only being seen in a certain region of the country for a very limited period of time. So, so the Bay is getting to choose where you're seen, when you're seen, how you're seen? Exactly. And they even added that to the October 26, 2013 user agreement. Anna Steiner broke that story when it happened. Basically, eBay granted itself permission to limit item visibility for the small sellers, well, for anybody they decide to, which means your item might not be seen at all. In other words, okay, and that's one of the things that's coming up. So, guys, I want to ask you, how well do you read policies when you, before you agree to them online? And I'm talking not just um, uh, auction venues or um, e-commerce venues. I'm talking about your social media uh, social media sites, any site, anything where you have to agree to a policy where it says, have you agreed, do you agree to do this or you agree to this? Are you actually reading these? And actually, you think maybe you might because basically what, what the Bay did is they, pers- they admitted it's re- they, they have no problem admitting that there is no guarantee that your items will be seen. Exactly. As per the article of the 26th of October, 2013. Um, and it was a policy change. This wasn't an original policy. This was one of those things that, that they just kind of sneak in there that says, hey, if you if you still want to sell on the site, you know, and what are you going to do? Literally, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, my God, I'm going to take down my 1,000 or 2,000 listings because I, I actually read something? Well, you would if you actually read it because basically they said – that if you're not making enough money, that 40 to 60k, um, which is like, and like I said, that's what we have figured it to be is in that area. We still figure we're on the low side on that. But um, if you're not making, if the base not making that kind of money from off of you, guess what? That's you. They're talking about. They're going to hide your butt, and they're going to put themselves and the bigger box sellers that make them the biggest money. On, they're going to put their out the visibility out there, and they actually have a legal defense for no visibility. Are you ready? Okay. Uh-huh. How many of you in the chat room? Let's look here. How many of you in the chat room go over and sell at the bag when they have the free listings or use the free listing uh, uh, 
thing that they use. How many of you do that? Okay. The, the, the <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. That's exactly. Exactly. All right. If they, if you didn't pay for the listings, so wouldn't the legal defense be that? Well, they didn't pay for this listing. Why should I? Why should we have to show it? We didn't promise them anything, and they already agreed that they wouldn't do it. So think about that for a Convoluted, grown out, and it's constantly morphing and changing. Uh, that's, that's what any small seller is up against at eBay. They're a venue when they want to be, and they're not a venue when they don't want to be. There you go. It's, you know, it's, it's, and they and you agreed to that, guys. If you were there, or if you were still there, and you're consider or you're considering getting into e-commerce, and you're looking at the bank, as you hear about, you know, you know, on TV, or you've heard from friends, this is not the 1980s and 90s where, or the 1990s and the early 2000s where the, there was big money being made all the time. It's not like that anymore. Not there. Not anywhere. It's not like that anymore. Anywhere. So get that, first of all, pull that right out of your head, all right? Then start taking and listening to what we've been saying here. These are not rumors, and I explained at the top of the show that we were not going to deal in rumors. We were going to deal in facts, things that, um, and if there are our opinion, that they would be said as so. And if you notice, you really haven't had a whole bunch of opinions. Um, the things that we're talking about are factual. They've been, um, and they have sources to back them up. We want to keep. I want to keep moving because we are right now at the hour, and so we we will start. Uh, our our actual our chat room will start to kind of move around a little bit because we'll have some people leaving, some people coming in. So, you know, they've got the thing. We talked about throttling and how it impacts the seller. Let's talk about another term you use that I would like. Um, I think that that we need to go over is scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, what it and what scrubbing has to do, and um, when you used the term scrubbing with me when we were talking about putting the show together, you also used another term with it, and that was lithium moderators. Can you explain scrubbing and, and carry that explanation into that, please? Okay, scrubbing is where, let's say, a seller such as Toys R Us, one of the big box retailers, has taken numerous DSR hits or has had several negative feedbacks and they're there and can be seen for a brief period of time and people have taken screenshots of it. But then a few hours later or maybe overnight, eBay goes in there and removes that. And so that's what scrubbing is. It's basically showing favoritism toward the DSR scores and the feedback of the big box retailers. Small sellers do not receive that preferential treatment. Why not? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Donahoe referred to the small sellers as noise. Uh, Allegedly, he wanted to get rid of the flea market atmosphere of eBay, which he found distasteful. He wanted to transform eBay. Go ahead. He actually called it that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He actually said flea market sellers. He didn't want them. Keep going. I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to point that out. No, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. What happened is Donahoe wanted to transform eBay into another Amazon. He wants to transform it into a retail portal for big box retailers. Well, to begin with, most of those big sites, such as Toys R Us and JCPenney's and Kmart, they've got their own websites to begin with. They don't need eBay inserting itself into the transaction 
between them and their end user customer. I, it's, it's it's one of those things that's like a thing and everything. And what is a lithium mo- moderator? Yes, lithium moderators uh, are, are lithium is a reputation service. They attempt to they're paid by eBay to get rid of stuff in the eBay discussion groups where people can go. eBay users can go in there and post their grievances, their experiences. They can ask questions. There's a bunch of them. There's one called eBay Chat, I think it is. There's one called the Front Porch. Uh, One of the ones that was big for years was called Seller Central. Now, they went in there and merged a lot of them, and now Seller Central is known as selling. But people will go in there when they're encountering problems, Maybe it's a seller having problems with a buyer. You know, maybe it's a feedback question. Maybe it's a low DSR question. And people would relate their bad experiences that were going on. Well, if there's too much uh, negative stuff being said, the moderators will get in there into the thread and remove certain postings. In other words, certain truth uh, is censored. In other words, censorship. Lithium moderators censor the eBay discussion boards. Sometimes it's more intense than others. Certain moderators might be a little worse than others, and certain issues uh, just aren't allowed to be openly discussed. Or if a thread starts heading in a certain direction, perhaps certain posts will be removed from that thread. Okay, now I got it. Does everybody in the chat room understand that, what he's talking about here? The uh, And again, we go back to, to onlineauction.com, and I want to go back and make sure that you guys understand those of you that are considering coming to OnlineAuction.com that have just arrived at OnlineAuction.com, um, uh, uh, we're right now Corn Country Treasures lithium moderators hit her on her listings. It's like people you you're, you guys have been experienced. You've experienced this now that you know. Like I said, it took a long time for to do a show like this where we could actually come out and say these things because now we can actually prove them. Um, or I can't, but, you know, uh, uh, certainly Researcher 135 and his crew, he, they can't. But the um, it's like when you start looking at the things that you thought down in your gut were happening, isn't it kind of strange to hear that it's actually, it really wasn't just your imagination that stuff was happening? Okay, next on my list I have for you, Rich, I have systemic, uh, systemic issues, unfair trade issues. Now, before we go with this, I want to place a, a caution here um, that this this particular issue, kind of unfair trade issues, that until this stuff goes to court, until somebody gets the nerve up or the the balls up or um, the money, whatever it takes, to, you know, class A lawsuit, whatever it is, that this is a very opinionated area. Well, and I, I would like to respond to that briefly. One of the problems, of course, when you're dealing with a big corporation that has $15 billion worth of revenue per year, they can afford the best attorneys, and they sit down within their user agreements and come up with uh, loopholes and outs and ways to try to insulate themselves uh, from class action lawsuits. Even so, there's a spate of class action lawsuits against eBay that have taken place, that have gone to court, and there have been settlements, uh, some of them in the neighborhood of $4.75 million. And as we all know, within a class action lawsuit, the way the system works, the attorneys get the lion's share. So they'll walk off with most of the money, and then the several thousand users at the bottom 
who are part of the class action suit, you know, they get a check in the mail for $5 or whatever. You know, but a lot of times it's not the monetary damages that are the point. It's the point of taking a big corporation to task for what they've done that's wrong, for for clear violations of uh, federal trade rules, federal trade regulations. There's a lot of things going on that are of questionable legality. And when they get into a court of law, if you have a judge who understands what he's doing and you have good attorneys who understand what they are doing, then you get a good judgment. Then you get a good outcome, a good resolution for the litigants, a good resolution for the people who are involved in the class action lawsuit. And this can be easily Googled. You can go over to Ina Steiner's e-commerce bots. It's easy to pull up lawsuits against eBay because there have been a bunch of them. Very, very cool. All right. So as we move um, again, it's like, and I want to bring in, it says, okay, Rick, I wonder, this comes from aesthetics. Uh, it says, Ritz, I wonder if outside users, okay, if outside users of PayPal, that they have the same policies as the Bay. I am worried about PayPal hiding or holding some policy of eBay when they break away uh, from eBay. What do you do? You have has any of your your um, your people had anything to say about that? What's going to happen? You know, because we a lot of us do use PayPal. Um, and that don't sell on the bay, and of course we have not had to deal with the 21-day holds. Well, that's correct. That's correct. The 21-day holds only apply to items that are sold on eBay because eBay is the one doing that, and eBay can only do that because they still own PayPal. That's fixing to change, as you may know. Carl Icahn, when he began a corporate raid of eBay and began buying up huge mass quantities of eBay stock, he decided, hey, Donahoe's got to go. So the CEO, Donahoe, will be leaving this year with a $23 million golden parachute. In the meantime, to pull that one off, 2,400 eBay employees are being fired. They're being laid off. Again, all of this can be Googled. There's articles all over the place, financial articles, Forbes, Wall Street Journal. All of this has been covered, even in mainstream media. Icon decided to get Donahoe out of there. And Icon has appointed one of his own men over to the board. Uh, PayPal is spinning off. That was called for over a year ago. March of last year, Icon started talking about, hey, PayPal is the golden egg. PayPal is why eBay stock is worth what it's worth. And that's what's happening. PayPal's leaving. When it IPOs, the PayPal stock will probably go through the roof because PayPal can be accepted all sorts of places. Retail establishments take PayPal. You can go to Walmart and use your PayPal card. You can pay for gas with your PayPal card. PayPal itself... I use it on my, yeah. my cell phone. Absolutely, absolutely. I, PayPal, I think PayPal freed from eBay will soar. And I think PayPal is a sound, decent company that's being held back by its association with eBay. So I think the spinoff of PayPal is probably one of the greatest things for everybody, but there's lots of people on lots of auction sites, including OLA, online auction. And, you know, I, I accept PayPal on online auction. I'm sure many, many other sellers do because it's very convenient. Well, I do because it's the most uh, known of all, you know, it's shooting yourself in the foot not to take it. Whether or not you like them doesn't matter. What matters is that most of your customers have it, and that's the quickest way for them to give it to you. Absolutely. It's, it's Purchase from you is to use is to use PayPal. I have really never had much of an issue um, with PayPal. I've had always had the issue with with the bay. 
Um, I, I think that in answer to the question, aesthetics, I think that it's going to be sort of a kind of a wait and see. I think that Rich is right. I think that it will be a really good thing when they separate. But I think that the policies, will we will have to look and see what happens. I mean, things change overnight. Look at what happened with, uh, what was the one that we were all using and now suddenly we're not all using it anymore is the um, uh, the Google Wallet or whatever the, the one was that we were all using. Um, no, I don't think that 30-day hold is going to, um, I don't think that it's going to happen outside of, PayPal, of, of eBay. I think that was in contract with eBay. I don't believe that it was... Um, something that was intended to go outside of that. Because you can still make payment uh, to your friends and family and relatives for nothing. So right, no, I, right. I And, of course, in addition to PayPal, you're aware of things like Stripe and Square. There's a number of payment services that are out there and available, including the new Apple Pay, which just recently started. And many financial people predict that that's going to get PayPal to run for its money. And again, as you were saying to aesthetics earlier, time will tell. This is just something we can all closely watch. Right. Um, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, we um, at one point, I mean, think about how fast we were all using Revolution. And it was like, I mean, this was a massive thing for all of us. And then the rules changed. And there's no way to tell what's going to happen on that down the road. I would say it could only be better than it has so I'm going to I'm going to go with Rich on this and predict that it will be better for us than um, than than worse. Uh, I think once that it's not part of of eBay. I think the other thing it depends on who actually comes in as the CEO um, of that of that part. That brings us up to what we, you and I, uh, Rich, had on the thing. Um, asset stripping uh, Wall Street, and what I have here is movie Wall Street, Carl Icahn, Corporate Raider. Um, now, Donahoe is leaving, is that correct? Yes, Donahoe is leaving with a $23 million golden parachute, so he's getting a nice bonus to leave eBay. And taking his place is? You know, I don't think that individual has been chosen yet. I think that will be all over the news when the new CEO takes over. Okay. Um, Coxie, tell us of what asset stripping um, is and how it per how it pertains to the movie Wall Street and who are Carl Icahn. Okay, yes, yes, absolutely. Carl Icahn is your classic example. And in Wall Street, the character Gordon Gecko, who is played by the actor Michael Douglas, that's based on Icahn. And the incident in the Wall Street movie about the airport that's, that's purchased the big airlines and then split up and broken up and sold off, that's basically what happened to TWA, and that's based on how Icon treated TWA. Well, the main capital from whence both Meg Whitman and Donahoe hail, they both came from there for extended periods of time, were there for many, many years before eBay. Well, that's what bank capital does. It goes and finds companies that might be in trouble, that there's potential there, to break them apart and split them up and sell off what's left, and that's what bank capital does. You know, they're they're basically it's a destruction mentality. Which I'm not even going to go into because it's like then it's like I can't help but go to. Um, it, 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 that, then now we start to to wobble onto politics, which we do not bring. And the thing, because it's like for me, bank bank capital is, of course, that's just a nasty word. So, 
All right, let's move from there. Um, let's go on to, okay, we've, we've gone over the free listings. Um, okay, micromanagement, we went over, and again, let's, it's on here as a separate uh, listing. So was there something in, uh, specific you wanted to say about micromanagement? Um, I, before, you, before you answer, um, I Well, I think we've touched on it pretty thoroughly, but basically micromanagement is when a corporation uh, stops being a venue and starts attempting to interfere directly with the transaction between the seller and the buyer. In other words, they start trying to insert themselves into something that should be your private transaction for your business between you and your customer. That's where the micromanaging comes in, and that's why it's so detestable, and eBay engaged in it so rampantly. And, of course, it's missing completely from online action. You don't have to worry about that over there at OLA. That's right. You do not have to worry about that over at OLA. There is not. We're not micromanaging because guess what? It's your business. You know, it's like I know this is going to sound really terrible, but I'm going to say it, and it's like this does not reflect. Well, this is one of those moments that I guess I should go ahead and say that what I'm about to say does not necessarily reflect the opinions or of, of the management of OnlineAuction.com. But you know what? Your your business is your business. Um, I. You know, it's like I don't think that, that it's anybody else's business. Nobody else should give a rat's ass, including OnlineAuction.com, as far as what you do with your customer. As long as you are providing good service, you will continue to get good service. You will continue to get good customers. As long as your customers and you are working things out, why should anybody be stepping in to your business? I mean, that would be like calling um, – for me, it would be like calling, you know, the Levi Strauss, going back to the Levi Strauss inside of a mall. It's like if, if somebody brings something, has an issue with a customer, if Levi Strauss has an issue with a customer inside the mall, they don't get the mall to, to fix it. They fix it. It's their job. It's their business. It's their job to fix it. And Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things, again, going back to eBay dumbing you down, dumbing down their, their sellers, is that is where we go. All right, one of the things, we are at a quarter after, and so we are actually going to have time, Rich, to talk about the two other things that we were going to, that I didn't know that we would make sure that we wanted to talk about. So we're going to go ahead. First thing we're going to talk about is, um, before we get any further, um, is, well, now let's go ahead and do it in the order because I want to save the, the, the other one for last. All okay. Right, tort <coughs> interference. What is that? What does it mean? Say it correctly for me, please, and how does it affect users? Okay, go ahead and rephrase the question again one more time, please. Okay, I'm saying it wrong. Tortoise interference? Tortious interference. Tortious interference. What is Tortious Tortious yes. interference is, is what limited visibility does to a seller on eBay. In other words, you have an item. The reason you place that item for sale on eBay is because you expect someone to be able to see it. They can't buy it if they can't see it. So whenever an item isn't seen or the visibility of it is severely limited or curtailed, in effect, eBay has stopped being a venue, and they have interfered with a transaction between a seller and a buyer. And the legal definition, the legal term for that is tortious interference. 
And that goes back to, again, what Ina Steiner broke on October 26, 2013. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, we're not talking about something that this is not opinion here. This is actually happening. This and, and it has been proven to be happening along with the throttling, the scrubbing, uh, the, the systemic issues and everything, the asset stripping. This is not opinion. And I, I cannot emphasize that enough. This is not mm-hmm. opinion. what's happening. And Absolutely. This continue to happen. And if you think as a small seller or a smaller, small to mid seller, um, even if you're a in, if you're an independent big seller, if you do not think you are going to be fall liable under these things, that these things are going to affect you, I will right now. I'm just going to say it straight up: you are dead wrong, and it will cost you your business, and you will be floundering. And just like Vinny said, you'll be grasping for a life lifeboat. Start building your blocks now. Don't wait for any more shoes to fall over there. Before one of them has to hit you in the head to start building. Yeah, because exactly, Metsy. Exactly, Metsy. Because it's not a question of if; it's a question of when. When the other shoe drops, when the hammer falls. So if you go ahead and start spreading your eggs into other baskets, it won't be quite so bad when eBay pulls the carpet out from under you, like they did fifteen thousand small sellers on August six, two thousand and thirteen the first of several purges where masses of small sellers were just kicked off in one fell swoop. And that's documented too. Suzanne Wells broke that story first, and then Anna Steiner followed up with the story. She also did a second story on eBay 2.0, eBay Purge 2.0. There was a subsequent purge in October 2013, and that continued. The uh, defect rate will trigger mass expulsion of thousands of small sellers. But if you don't think it will happen to you, you're wrong. It started with them trying to get you to make the decision to leave. Now they're making it for them, for the sellers. Um, and it's really, and it's, you know, it makes no sense. And that's, I think, the part that is so hard, you know, and I think the part that makes, you know, why nobody's really kind of gone after the subject of, of you know, actually going after the, the Bay in, this, in the way that we are tonight is that, I mean, it's like they, they, there's nothing they can really do to me, you know. Researcher here, um, there's really nothing they can do to him. I mean, I mean, we're talking people that have left already and that are gone, and everything. And, and again, we've checked our facts. We knew we knew what we were saying tonight was correct. We have made sure that what was opinion was stated as such, and everything. But if you are waiting for some kind of sign. What more do you need? Um, start building your houses in other places. Start, start, you know, looking, at least looking. Do that if nothing more. Look at other sites and try to find one that will fit you. I do believe because onlineauction.com has so many different kinds of, of uh, different uh, auction platforms. I mean, we have Buy It Now, we have the auctions, we have Absolute, we have... I mean, we have the Dutch. We have, I mean, we've got so many different things. And people are getting really, the other platforms are getting away from auction. And here we are, you know, one of the, the, the last man on, last man standing who, who is inviting them. And we have people like you heard from Vinny and Anna tonight who are making them work. Um, 
you, do you, I mean, it's like short of somebody hitting you in the head with a hammer, what more do you need? To, to Absolutely. Moving? And the auction format is such a vital and thriving format. It's exciting. Absolutely. As people bid things up, it, it's a wonderful format. It's, people the auctions are going to continue to be good. Go ahead. People have started really kind of given up on it, I think, and, and it's really a shame. And I, it's like one of those things that I, I believe, I believe in my heart of hearts, that online auction is going to uh, online auction dot com is going to save. I think that it is one of it's it's an art form. There, there's no question it's an art form, and then you can turn on the, the TV any day of the week, and they have all these cool shows. You know, you got the the um, you know Mike and Frank of the Pickers, and you got um, uh, Anna and Vinny were on a show. I mean, it's like I mean, you're talking about these things where auctions actually come into play. Live auctions come into play. And one of the things that we have, of course, is a CEO who is an auctioneer. Um, part of this platform that we have here at OnlineAuction.com is built to uh, to to uh, to fit a real auction. If something somebody tried it, as a matter of fact, on a coach purse uh, that ended, I think, two or three days ago, um, that I had bid on, they thought they'd snipe it. And the thing is, is like an online auction, just like in a real auction, when somebody throws that paddle back up in the air. It extends the auction, and I think that the person who tried to snipe the coach purse—I think they were a little shocked. I didn't win it, but um, the, the person—I think it was really funny. I think that they were surprised to see that the auction continued to go on. That they thought they had sniped it, and they had—and they hadn't, because it extends the auction just like a real-life auction would. And I think so. I think with that in mind, I think that that is one of the things that's going to play really well down the road for onlineauction.com. Is that not only is our auctions alive and well, but they're they're on a, again on a level playing field, just like if you were in an auction house. Absolutely. You will absolutely get the best deal for your item if you're willing to put it out there and try. We had the um, when we had the the um, okay, somebody give me the name. The school, the university that had. Their, their eagle that had the the eagles, uh, the Auburn. When Auburn, yes, Auburn. Without mm-hmm. that factor, without that auction extension factor, without extending it like a real auction, when they did their first auction with us, had it not been for that factor, they only would have gotten about four thousand instead of the the four, more than fourteen thousand that they ended up getting. Because as everybody kept bidding, it kept going further and it kept going further and it kept going further. You know, so it's, yes. it's it's bringing back the real auction format, and I think that's what's missing now at uh, at the bay. I think that that's why people are less interested than they used to be, and I think uh-huh. that it's going to be on onlineauction.com that brings it back into the heyday. So that's that's just for me. All right, let's get on our last topic, and this is this going to be uh, basically this is on you. Okay. Okay. Right. You have just authored an ebook. You want to tell us about it? I sure have. Yes, absolutely. It took me a year to write it, but I have written an ebook, uh, and it is available on Amazon. Just go in there and do a search: uh, Rich Rodeo, uh the eBay Papers, Noise, the Decline and Fall of an American Economic Juggernaut. It's uh, sell for six ninety nine on there. It chronicles. All of this that we've been discussing tonight and more. Lots and lots of information covered in this book. Very informative, very eye-opening. 
uh, and I think you'll enjoy it and learn from it. And it's it's an expose. It's what uh, investigative journalists used to do, still do sometimes, uh, but but hasn't really been done, uh, at least on on the subject matter that we've been covering tonight. Until I wrote this book and put together a lot of material, and uh, I think you'll all of you will enjoy it a great deal. And it's available there on Amazon. Benny says you need to figure out how to get it on Ola, and I agree with him. We got to figure out how to get that onto Ola or a link where you they can buy it, uh, maybe through your Ola store, your online auction store. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, yes, absolutely, I like that idea, Metsy. Thank you for that. One of the things that Amazon does do is if you don't have a Kindle, they have a free Kindle program that you can download to your PC or to your laptop that enables you to read my book. So anybody that doesn't own the Kindle, you can still read the book that way. Very cool. Uh, we got to find we we need to find a way to put it. Um, you know, into even if it's um, – I did it when I did score four. I actually put um, – which was actually never really for sale, but I did – prior to that, prior to score four, I did a uh, like an ebook on how to do your – how to advertise your business in 10 minutes or less a day. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. actually put it onto um, ebook form that I could – since I could email it to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, you know, that I would actually just, I sold it in my store at onlineauction.com, and then I emailed it personally to people, you know, uh, as an email. And I'm sure Frank can help you figure out how to to, to make it so that it can be done through onlineauction.com, or at least link through online. Well, thank you, Metsy. I agree. Frank is sharp. He can come up with something, absolutely. Tiffany, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If, you know, half the stuff that I... I get away with with so much, you know. It's like, and he just looks at me. He just shakes his head. He just shakes his head, like whatever I mess up, he fixes. Yeah. <laughs> like I say it wrong, he fixes it. I do it wrong, he fixes it. If I find somebody and drag him over, kicking and screaming, Dola, he fixes it. It's he. <laughs> well, see, you're part of a fantastic team. You know, Chris and Valerie Fain and Frank Asa Rockwell, yourself. I'm sure there's others that I haven't named that you can name. They're all part of a team that works together, people trying to help each other. That's what this is supposed to be about. And that's, well, that's part of, it's not just, it's, and it's not just admin, though. And and that's something I really think people should understand. <laughs> you, you did, you've named some of our admin, and we have other admin and people, of course, uh, and everything. But I also want to, as a shout-out to the members as well, Um I mean, the the it's not just it's all of us, and it's what Chris Fain's vision was is that we would all work together to build each other and and build up each other and build a site together that would work for all of us. And I think that that we're we're just we're just right there and everything. And I and it's like we've in in, in the time that Ola's been around. We've managed not to lose that family feeling like that with the people who, who, you know, are still in good standing, people who haven't, you know, either given up or gotten in trouble or, you know, been been ugly or nasty. And it's like, but the hardcore people that are, you know, it's like there's still so many of us that the members themselves drive OLA. Absolutely. Um, It's there to help us, but it's the members who drive OLA. Um, Chris is driving the bus, but he's taking direction from behind, so. You know, it's everybody at Ola, and we hope that people that are listening tonight, um, 
will want to, to join that bus. Get on that bus. It's like so grateful dead saying, are you on the bus yet? You know, come get on that bus. Um, come join us on this on this journey and, and help us make it the best site in the world. Um, that it, it, it's, it's just it's, it, look at the writing on the wall. Remember that. Guys, go over and, and, and look at, get the book, um, Remove My Cheese, and, and you will see exactly what we have been talking about all night. Be sure to tell us again the name of your ebook. The ebook is called Noise The Decline and Fall of an American Economic Juggernaut, the eBay Papers, and I am the author, Rich Bernardo. You can pull this up on Amazon. Search easily enough. There you go. All right, Rich, I want to say thank you so much for being a wonderful guest tonight. Um, absolutely. It was a long time in making the show, and one of the things that, that um, as, as Rich, you know, if we've been working on this for some time, uh, putting the show together, and it, it took a long time because one of the things that people need to realize before, you know, as they're leaving the Bay or, or any any venue, really, is that leaving angry does nothing to help you. You need that positive attitude, and that's one of the things John Lawson, of course, we talked about last you know, earlier this month, actually, as we say last, but the last episode, one of the things we talked about was having that positive attitude. And in the beginning, with when we were talking about doing the radio program about about eBay, it was one of those things that I had to make sure that we were past being angry. That number one, that the people in the the chat room would be past it, that that Rich would be past it, that everybody would be past it. And so that's what took us so long to put it out there. And it really tickles my heart to see that people have learned that you, you, you've got to get past being angry to move forward. Once you get past being angry, then you don't start to, you don't notice all the little things. You're actually able to, to help sites like onlineauction.com where we're, you know, like bring your experience because we're looking for it and, you, it, and everything. But you, you have to get past that anger mark or you're going at, well, nobody's going to be good enough. Nobody's right. Nothing is, is ever good enough. You have to get past that. Once you do, I really, really hope that you will look at onlineauction.com as a home and listen to this show several over and over and over. Rich, you also, I'm going to let it close out tonight. One more thing with from you before I close you out is you also now have a, you are, <laughs> you have a radio show. I do. It's you started called, a radio show. It is. It is on a talk show, and it is called Research in One Three Five's Community Call. Uh, I also call it Daily Talk. I do have uh, different guests every week. It airs on Saturday nights at uh, eight o'clock Central, or eight o'clock Eastern Time, seven Central. So I guess time that'd be five, wouldn't it, Betsy? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, absolutely. And I, I do have call-in guests, so we'll be covering different. Subjects, different topic matter, and uh, I want to invite you to listen to my show as well. Thank you very much. And absolutely, and I, they will. And remember, um, this isn't you know that if you weren't able to hear the show live tonight, it will be in archives. So if you can also take if with it being having the show having gone over uh, a half an hour, on um, having the show go over, if you want to, you can download it free from the podcast at iTunes. Uh, under free podcasts, so put it down and take your walk around the block. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to thank you for being here tonight. You could have 
chosen to be anywhere doing anything and instead you chose to be here with us tonight and I'm really humbled and I'm, I'm, I'm so tickled and pleased and I'm humbled that you chose to spend the time with us thank you so much our next show is the 16th I believe it is of April just before my birthday April 16th that is correct uh, just and uh, I really hope to see you all back in then bring a friend with you we're going to have a great show that night as well fantastic uh, Thank you so much. Good night. Good sales. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.